My Seven Chakras, episode 98. Doctors treat, God heals. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. And we are back once again to share, grow, and take another step towards our human revolution. So Action Tribe, over the years, many people have inspired me, but a name that stands out among all the others is Anthony Robbins. Whenever I was down, when I was tired, and when I was sad, just listening to Tony's energetic and powerful voice would make me jump back up and take massive action once again. Now, I'm sure that you've thought about this at some point in your life. How do I become truly fulfilled in life, right? According to Tony, there are two things in life that will make you truly fulfilled. Just two, personal growth and contribution. And you need both of them to really feel fulfilled. So for example, if you're reading books, you're taking courses, and you're learning new skills on a consistent basis, that's awesome. But if you have that feeling that your work isn't really contributing to the greater good, or it isn't transforming lives, then you might feel a little bit unfulfilled. On the other hand, if you're working really hard to make a difference in people's lives and you're contributing to the greater good, but if you have that feeling like you're not growing, you're not learning new skills, then that feeling of stagnation might once again make you feel unfulfilled. But when you have both growth and contribution, that's where the magic happens. And speaking about magic, action takers, today is our 98th episode. We're just two episodes away from our golden 100. And to thank you for being a part of our action tribe, I've handpicked 27 of the most inspiring quotes that have been shared on air so far for you to look back, get inspired and take massive action. To download your gift, visit my 7 slash 27 download. That's my 7 slash 27 download. And action takers, it's now time to bring in our featured guest for today, Dr. Jerry Allen Johnson. So Jerry, are you ready to inspire? Uh, Yes, I am. Great. So Dr. Johnson is an author, professor and clinician of Chinese energetic medicine and has been teaching and treating patients since 1978. His books are currently being used in various acupuncture colleges and may be found online at www.com qigongmedicine.com and we'll tell you more about how you can learn about qigong throughout the show but jerry i've given our listeners a quick intro but take about a minute and help us get to know you a little better okay well what can i tell you but uh, i've been doing i've been studying chinese medicine most of my life it became part of my journey to learn chinese kung fu and in learning that i learned traumatology 
while I was learning traumatology, I was uh, fortunate enough to intern with a Buddhist uh, acupuncturist and herbalist who taught a shaman-based type of healing in the 1970s. And with that, I began to learn uh, a shaman-based system of acupuncture and herbs uh, that was kind of extinct at the time. It's different from the modern acupuncture clinics because it has a heavy influence on energetic application and chi emission therapy and also using healing um, seals and talismans uh, over the patient's body. So in learning that, what happened was after running several clinics, um, both in California and in Colorado, I specialized in dissolving tumors and cysts. What happened was as I began to dissolve the tumors and cysts after about nine months to a year, so in certain patients they started growing back and I had no one in the, in the United States to talk to. So I went to China in 1993 and interned at the Xion Hospital in Beijing for about three months. And there I met several of the doctors and I asked them if they could help me with the problems. One of the doctors that I met was the associate professor who was the second in charge and he explained to me that all tumors are systemic. The entire body creates the tumor formation. And what happened was, he goes, you were treating your patients like a Western doctor. He goes, you have to understand that uh, tumors like a flower. And if you pop the top of the flower off and leave the stem and the root system, it will always grow back. So essentially, that's why they give their um, patients, besides the medical Qigong treatments, homework prescription exercises to help them dissolve the uh, foundational root formation. And then at that point, uh, the tumor would not come back. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I digress. So, Well, that's, that's actually a wonderful introduction and sort of helps us build context into what we're learning about today, the power of Chinese medicine and Qigong. And Jerry, we have a long-standing tradition here at My 7 Chakras to begin each show with some powerful inspiration. So are you ready? Yes, yes I am. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life. My favorite quote is, Doctors treat, God heals. And coming back to the story, when I was in the clinic... In 1993, I met a master who explained to me that every person that he treats gets healed. I was so excited about that because I I felt that I had finally met the one, the one who had all the answers to all the problems in the clinic. And so as I quickly opened up my notebook to copy down his secret, he, he began to explain to me that he goes, everyone that I treat gets healed. They get healed in their spirit. Some get healed in their mind. Some get healed in their body, but they all get healed. Oftentimes, a disease condition is given to the patients as a wake-up call so that they can change their priorities and to re-evaluate their life purpose. But he goes, we're all temporary on this plane. That's why you have to remember that in the clinic, doctors treat, God heals. We're just there to assist them in this journey and the the disease is given to them as part of this journey. So as we assist them in overcoming this uh, different energetic state and they heal, their life not only transforms, but they become a very functional and, and effective part of positively affecting the environment in those who uh, are fortunate enough to uh, work with them. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Really profound, yet so simplistic. Doctors treat, God 
heels. heels. And there you go, action takers. A disease really is a wake-up call, a little nudge from the universe for you to make that change and you to find your direction and walk towards your human revolution. So thanks a lot for that powerful quote. Oh, you're welcome. So for someone who is new to this topic, what exactly is Qigong? Qigong is uh, uh, the skill of energy or life force energy. We believe that life force energy or the Chinese teach in traditional Chinese medicine that life force energy is in all things. But in the clinic, we focus it on affecting the energy in the cells. You know that each cell, when it's gathered together, form tissue, and the tissues form organs and organ systems. And if you look at each cell, each cell is energetically influenced and also resonates with uh, heat, light, sound, electromagnetic energy. And so in Qigong, you're using specific thoughts, specific breath, specific mind intention and emitted energy to affect the heat, light and electromagnetic fields within the cells, within the tissues, within the body's energy system. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you spoke about the fact that life force energy is in all things around us, yes. in the mountains, the trees, the animals. But in the clinic, you specifically focus on the cells within our body, energy within our body. And as you so wonderfully put that the energy in our cells really is or depends on our thoughts. Is that correct? Exactly. I always tell the people that the problem with about medical qigong therapy is excellent for healing many different medical conditions. It affects the body, the mind, and the spirit. And when I talk about the spirit, I'm referring to a person's thoughts and their feelings. All of this depends on the person practicing the exercises that they're given and their consistent practice. But I always explain to them that you have to understand that not only are you you doing the exercises, but also it's it's your mindset, your state of mind is very important because I give the example of eating right because a lot of times people go, well, what if I'm eating the right type of food? And I go, well, that's important. It really is. But if you're angry when you're eating it, all the anger and the, and the disappointment and the anxiety that you have gets imprinted into the water molecules of the food and then you're ingesting that. One funny thing that happened in 1995 is um, I went back to China to complete my internship and I was with um, 50 uh, very profound uh, medical Qigong uh, masters in Beijing and the senior master we were having a huge banquet. The senior master stood up at the head of the table, connected, reached his hands up towards the heavens, connected with the divine, pulled this powerful cord of light down from the heavens and pushed it into the food. And then he goes, okay, now we can eat. And I, wow. I looked at him and I started thinking, I had to come to China to learn to pray to eat my food. <laughs> <laughs> and I was asking one of the doctors from across to me, he goes, well, you don't know the waiters and the cooks. They could be angry and that energy is transferred into to the food so we always pray in and then bless the food before we in, eat it and ingest it wonderful so let's go back now to the origins of qigong where did it all begin um the qigong has been with us since the dawnings of time uh, chinese medicine the study of herbs are based on the study of the life force energy that affects the herbs the way the herbs are are rooted the types of soil the types of energy the types of of uh, uh, location all affect the type of uh, potency in the herb um the same thing with the breathing exercises the body mind and breath are all intertwined and interconnected and you cannot influence 
influence one without influencing the other. I was lecturing at a, a local hospital many years ago, and I was explaining about how each emotional state affects the different posture and the different breathing pattern. And as an experiment, I had um, the teacher lead the class through a specific breathing pattern, just the breath. And within minutes, everyone began to start crying and breaking down. And they, they were asking why. I said, because this is a pattern of grief. And it's it, the neat thing about these teachings is that it's universal. It doesn't matter which culture or tradition or, or um, history that you have. The breathing patterns are all the same. So in the Qigong, in the study of the life force energy, you study the breathing patterns which um, affect the body and the posture, which affect the mental thinking. Wonderful. You spoke about the study of herbs, which is really based on how that life force energy interacts and behaves uh, and affects the herbs based on the location, the soil, the environment. And that's a different perspective. So thanks a lot for providing that. He spoke about the emotional state and how that emotion affects our posture. So action takers, our mind affects our body and our body affects our mind. And I love the importance that you brought to the importance of breathing. Right. Um, well, okay, I'm, I'm just confirming because it's it's true. You, you can't separate the body, the breath, and the mind. They're all interlinked and they're so important. And they're studied in all spiritual traditions. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the benefits of Qigong? If you could break them down into short term and then long term as well. Okay, the short term benefits of uh, Qigong is that uh, you regulate and calm the mind. It, when your mind is calm, the breathing goes deeper. When the deeper, uh, when the breathing goes deeper, the body relaxes. So, in the short term benefit, it relaxes the mind, the and the body and the breath, which helps reduce stress. The long term is that after a while of long term relaxation, you can quickly come and return back to that comfortable state of mind and thought which helps you at the end of the day to release all tension and stress it helps sleeping patterns it helps digestive patterns it as an as a whole it helps to regulate the whole body system wonderful you spoke about that immediately maybe after doing a qigong exercise you get a sense of relaxation some calm which helps you reduce stress but in the long term as you rightly mentioned the practice gets ingrained within you so as soon as you come from work maybe there's a lot of stress you're able to voluntarily reduce your stress levels by doing just doing those practices and then your sleep patterns which I'm doing a lot of research on these days but your sleep patterns become better and there's a direct correlation according to research, between sleep and our cortisol levels and ultimately our ability to feel happy uh, because of the reduction in stress. That's correct. You, you have emotional-based muscle patterns. Mm-hmm. You have muscle memory, energy patterns, uh, and, and thinking. And because we are, our survival is based on our security, which is based on relying on these patterns, when you seek to change a pattern, it usually takes about six weeks to adjust. And if you can be consistent within that time period, your body accepts the new pattern. And at that point, it becomes comfortable and it begins to replicate that new pattern much quicker. Wonderful. Now, let's take a few steps back. Now, how did you first get exposed to Qigong? Let's hear that story. 
<laughs> when I first started, my first Shaolin teacher, when I was learning Chinese Kung Fu, it, it was mandatory that we meditate. And in the beginning, I was young, I was a very young man, and I was interested in learning the martial arts. I had no idea what was involved in learning Chinese Kung Fu at the time. I just wanted to learn the cool stuff that I saw in the movies. Sure. So, so he at first had us meditate, and I started meditating, and then I stopped because it was boring. And, but I'm competitive by nature, and my Kung Fu brother continued meditating. And all of a sudden, he started uh, sharing with my teacher different manifestations of his meditation. And I didn't believe both of them at first, but they were consistent in their sharing. And then I realized that I was missing out on a very important part of my training. So as I began to train, all of a sudden, within a few months' time, I began to go deeper and deeper into my meditation practice. And then after about three months, I was meditating an, an hour a day twice, an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. And I started opening up my, my third eye, started opening up. I started seeing auras. I started seeing and feeling pulses of energy that before I didn't believe in, but now because I was experiencing it, it became fascinating for me to see that something was always there uh, and, and always available. It, the only thing that stopped it from uh, me from experiencing it was my own uh, self-imposed ignorance. So as I began to accept the breathing patterns, as I began to accept the training, then I started changing. One thing I learned from my teacher, which is extremely important, is that Qigong exercises, Qigong breath healing exercises, are like prescriptions. Each one does something specific for the body. So you do this type of training to create this type of energetic state. And each time you embody that energetic state, you change the breathing patterns. And so that's why in, in the Chinese systems or the Taoist systems that I studied, the um, the breathing patterns you do this type of breathing for such a for so long until you get these physical manifestations. Then you go to the next type of breathing. Then you go to the next type of breathing, and one system builds on the other. And the important thing in following that type of alchemical training is that you don't stop the training. So that's that's how I started. That's and originally that's how I I got into my breathing practice. Wonderful. So I love the story. You were learning Chinese kung fu when you were young, and you found out that it was mandatory to meditate, and you didn't like yes. it. You found it boring, but then you saw your kung fu brother talking about these manifestations, and looking at that, you felt that you were really missing out on the experience of Kung Fu, but just focusing on the physical aspect. You got inspired, and then you accepted the meditational aspect. You started taking action. You did it more and more. You made it into a discipline, and you began your transformation. So that is really powerful. And correct me if I'm wrong, doctor, but I've heard that martial arts is the physical aspect, right? And it seems powerful, but then energy arts or when you incorporate energy that's even more powerful is that correct exactly um my teacher told me that the physical combat that i was learning 
was the lowest level of combat, um, the lowest level of martial training. But it's important to have it as a root and a foundation. And then once you have developed these energetic patterns, these muscle memories, then you go to the next level, which is the energy level. But the energy level in combat can only be established by meditating and establishing an awareness and intricate and intimate relationship with the micro pulsations of energy that not only flow within your body but within the environment and that was the second level and then the third level is a spiritual aspect where you're working with uh, thought and intention and sometimes uh, deities which is completely different wonderful now i know that qigong has to do a lot with energy healing as we've discussed so firstly could you talk to us about our energetic body and how does performing a qigong exercise affect our energetic body this is an excellent question i always teach my students that the body you have three bodies you have a physical body you have an energy body and you have a spirit body and within that you have three worlds you have a physical world you have an energy world and you have a spirit world and then you have uh, three heavens or, or when we talk about heaven and earth in the chinese tradition the earth is the energy of the soil which is like the minerals, plants, animals, and humans, then you have the energy of water and then the energy of wind. And when we talk about the energy of heaven, we're talking about the energy of the um, the sun, the moon, and the stars and planets. And then when we talk about the body, we talk about the energy of the, of the physical body, which is a physical manifestation of the tissues and all the various cells and the, and the systems that make the body. Then you have the energy body, which supports it, and then the spirit body which supports that my teacher said think of yourself as a of a as a jar of water inside a bigger jar of water inside a bigger jar of water inside the ocean that in this training you the first jar of water is like your physical body once you're able to open that then you're open to the second jar of water which is like your energy body which supports and keeps your tissues together and then after that there's a spiritual body which holds the energy body together which holds and sustains the physical body and that the physical body is only a manifestation of your mind your thoughts and your feelings which shape and mold the features and also the your physiology mm-hmm. wonderful now my question is what do chakras which is our energy centers and the dantians have to do with qigong how do they all relate Oh, they're very important because they're linked together with what we call the Tai Chi pole. The Tai Chi pole is your center core of light, which goes from the top of the head to the your perineum in your physical body. But actually, it, it extends beyond that. But uh, when dealing with the physical body and the chakras, we have three dantians, which are the energy centers of the head and then the chest and then the lower abdomen. And within those three centers, you have this, the um, seven primary chakras, which are located in the very center and they manifest outward because we have three bodies you have three energy fields you have uh, um, the first energy field which is about an inch from your body the second energy and that relates to your physical tissues and you have your second energy field which is about um 
about a yard, about three feet out from your body, which relates to your energy body. But and that's where the chakras manifest their various colors, and then and the body's internal organs manifest their various colors. And beyond that is your spirit uh, uh, field, which is your third energetic field, which relates to your upper uh, dantian and the seventh and sixth chakra, where the second field relates to the um, fifth and fourth and third and then the first relates uh, to the first and second chakra mm-hmm. wonderful i was actually watching this old youtube video i mean old video which is uploaded on youtube not an old youtube video but uh, <laughs> there was this very old i think he was a chinese guy did a lot of meditation very experienced but then at one point there were two guys who were trying to tackle him physically and in one move he just did this thing and they hurled like 2 to 3 feet away yes so is that is that possible oh yes it's quite true and actually it's quite common among upper level uh, kung fu masters wow. it's your weight chi field now you have to understand that those people that tried to tackle him are usually his own students Sure. Okay, so they've been trained to be sensitive to the micropulsations of energy. So when they go into the master's field and they feel the pulse, there there's a natural energetic response which throws their bodies back as a way of protecting themselves from being hurt. Every system is set up that way. It doesn't mean that you can walk in a crowded room and just pulse and all of a sudden start throwing bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the matrix. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Now, I'm sure that many people listening to the show right now might be having just one question on their mind. How do I learn Qigong and how long will it take to learn the basic exercises? As far as learning Qigong, you have to find a teacher. Okay. There are many books out, but it's not about head knowledge, it's about embodying the teaching. And if you're going to find a Qigong teacher, it doesn't matter their history or their teaching, just find someone who's compassionate and kind because you will also begin to embody not only the the breathing patterns but also the mindset of that teacher. And when you're learning qigong or the skill of life force energy, there is a transmission that happens from master to disciple that you begin to embody and take on the same type of energetic patterns as your teacher. So I always always caution the the listeners to to just choose someone who really loves the divine who's in, and it doesn't matter what your religion i'm just talking about a relationship with the divine and that's the manifestation of that is that they're very compassionate towards everyone that they meet wonderful i think that's some really powerful wisdom there are so many books that are available these days online on amazon as well as offline but at the end of the day finding a teacher finding a mentor will be a different experience altogether because at the end of the day it's not about the head knowledge or the esoteric wisdom that is available in the books it's about embodying the wisdom embodying that knowledge so that you can have the maximum benefit and the move towards your peak potential. Yes. We always say that a teacher, a real teacher will help you to awaken to your full capacity. They're not in competition with you. They're trying to coach you in your mission here on this planet.
And so a good Qigong teacher, a teacher who will teach you about life force energy, will help you enhance and sometimes have you face difficult things, but there will be their support there for you in this walk of awakening. Wonderful. Now, I have a quick question before we move on. But sure. between my hands, when I bring my hands closer, I feel a slight repulsing sensation as if they were two North Pole magnets, you know, coming together. When I push them away, it feels like a little attraction towards one another. Is that chi life force or what is that exactly? Well, yes, that's a life force energy. Your, your body, remember your cells have electromagnetic connections. Mm-hmm. So if you put more intention into the electromagnetic fields, it'll get stronger and stronger. Wow. Um, what a Qigong master is, is they've trained that for so much that they can emit that several feet and begin to affect things. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, thanks a lot for sharing those amazing insights about Qigong. Now, for someone listening to the show right now, this very moment, who wants to take one small step towards a healthier life and build some momentum, is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our audience? A health tip? Okay, so I thought about this because you you had originally sent me different questions to ponder, which I I really thank you uh, so much for doing that. um, And I started thinking about what the best thing I could give the students. And my understanding is that the mind that dictates all of our actions, no matter what you do, if you're unhappy or angry when you do it, the energy is immediately transferred into your body's tissues. It's not about simply walking and getting away from people. It's setting up an environment that's conducive to your healing. In China, because I majored in oncology and treating cancer patients, one of the first things we had to do is get them away from sometimes the environment that they're working, whether living or work, to initiate a good healing process. Because... If you begin to teach them exercises that begin to change their mindset and they go back to a toxic environment, the download in the imprinted pattern or negative imprinted pattern of that environment, if it's causing to their disease condition, will override all the work that you're trying to or the positive work that you're trying to initiate inside of them. So what I can tell you as far as as something that's highly beneficial is a few things. Number one, choose good friends. Choose a a support system. Now, uh, let me define a definition for a friend. A friend is someone that you can share your innermost secrets, and although they may be shocked at the things that have happened to you in your life, they will hold it dear to heart, and they won't. You won't read about it on YouTube or (laughs) or read about it on the internet, because they're your friend. They they have your back no matter what. Now, a true friend will also challenge you to do the right thing no matter what. They say that in our lives we're given and friends, acquaintances, and toxic people. The friends are your support system. The acquaintances are there to interact with, and the toxic people are to help you grow. Wow. Because eventually you have to learn to love everyone. And so to love is, is to, to wish the highest good for them. So if I was going to give you any type of advice on that, I would say find some good friends, form a support group, and then work towards the same goal of spiritually supporting each other for the highest good. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for that powerful tip. I'll add that to the show notes. 
action takers to access the show notes visit my7chakras.com slash 98 that's my7chakras.com slash 98 I breathe in courage I exhale my fear and this is a powerful quote by Jonathan Huey action takers whenever you feel scared uncertain or unsure of something remember the power of one deep breath there is an external life force around you in nature so close your eyes Take in a long, deep breath of courage and exhale all of your unwanted, unnecessary and unproductive fear out because when you do, you will step into your greatness and you will become in tune with the universe. So Jerry, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. Firstly, how did you tackle the challenge and then how did you overcome it? One thing I learned from my teacher in all my major challenges is that all life's major challenges, all of them, are built on overcoming the feelings of rejection, betrayal, and abandonment. And in doing that, all of our personal stories and our woundings, these that are internally that we internally empower with our anger, anxiety, worry, fear, all of these are maintained by these feelings of rejection, betrayal, and abandonment. So because everyone is here on earth to experience life in many different ways some are positive experience some are negative experiences what you learn from these major challenges and how and why you value their lessons is what's considered to be the most important thing i always explain to my students that you didn't come here simply to shop and gather possessions and then leave all of that behind when you die. Instead, you came to learn lessons, to grow as a spiritual being mm -hmm. and experience life, uh, the incredible wonderment of this realm. So as far as facing major challenges, even in looking at that, I try to strip it down to the basic of really what's involved. And what's really involved are you understanding that, oh, I feel rejected, I feel betrayed, I feel abandoned in this. And then how to get your inclusion, how to feel supported, and how to feel loved and uh, valued is how you deal with these type of uh, uh, woundings and then the, what causes you to hold on to these stories, um, what enables you or empowers you to forgive and then move on is is how how your life will actually grow from wonderment to wonderment or begin to spiral downhill. Wonderful. So looking back now, in just one sentence, what is it one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? That it all comes to truly enjoying your life no matter what, which is what reality is all about, and how to forgive and release your attachments to the past. Now, when I'm talking about forgiveness, for my training, from my understanding, forgiveness is divided into five main stages. Number one is forgiving yourself for holding on to the story, because this story affects the way you think and what you believe about yourself and others. Number two is forgiving the situation because often a trauma that's it's not personal. You just happen to be in the wrong place in the wrong time. And if we were to take you out and replace another person, that other person will be treated the same way. And then the third thing, which is usually third down on the life down on the list, is um, forgiving the person who you believe to be the transgressor who you've hurt you. After that, we we go into forgiving the divine because everyone blames God for either consciously or. 
unconsciously for everything that happens in their life. And the final thing is to be grateful for the lesson that was learned through the experience. This is the final stage of true forgiveness and the true manifestation that the person's heart has finally been healed. At this point in time, the person can now share their personal story without their body's energy forming a plum pit knot inside their throat. And they'll also be able to share these uh, story without anger or grief surrounding that personal history. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your wisdom with us. What stood out for me was that all of our stories of our woundings that we empower are maintained by the feelings of rejection, betrayal, and abandonment. And the way that we deal with them, that determines how we move on and the story that we ultimately write. And Action Tribe, this is one more reason for us to look at a challenge as a rejection, as a betrayal, uh, at an abandonment, as an opportunity for growth. Sometimes we feel like all of this is random. The people that you meet, the interactions that you have, the fact that you're listening to the show right now, it's not just random action takers. There is meaning to all of this, but you can only notice that when you sit in silence and become sensitive to the little nudges from the universe. The grand plan of the universe is already set in action and you need to brace yourself for the magic that is about to happen because as Elizabeth Ross once said, learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in this life has purpose. There are no mistakes, no coincidences. All events are blessings given to us to learn from. So Jerry, have you found your life's purpose? And if yes, what exactly is your life's purpose? Well, I believe that my calling is to share with others uh, the priceless knowledge that the divine has allowed me to embody. Um, it's, it's taken me years to master this information, and this important knowledge can help others to empower themselves towards a greater relationship with each other, with themselves, with the divine, and, and interact with the subtle energies within all of nature and in all of society as a whole. Mm -hmm. It's important to have that. So looking back at your life right now, was there ever a special moment beyond which you were pretty confident that your life was about to change? <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I've, I've had several of those life-transforming times. All of them, it's like you said, uh, AJ, there's no accidents. Everything happens for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And although we can't sometimes see why at that point, much later we can look back and see how that's so essential to have had happened in my life. I'll give you an example. of At one time I, I was uh, undefeated in, in combat. And I got retired by my 12-year-old daughter. <laughs> she, she, I was watching her cook pancakes, and I remember looking at her and going, Oh, honey, I love you so much. Look at the woman you're becoming. I'm so proud of you. And she goes, Thank you, Daddy. I love you, too. And she sat on my knee and broke my knee. <laughs> and I remember falling down the kitchen going, great, I'm undefeated, and now I'm retired by my 12-year-old <laughs> cooking pancakes. Right. And what that forced me to do is, because my living was teaching a Chinese Kung Fu and martial arts, I now had to start teaching to the public all of the information that I kept secret for many years. And at that point, within two weeks, I started teaching the medical Qigong therapy to the public. 
And so that one incident, although it closed one door, it opened another door and it enabled me to start sharing with people the information. And I, I kind of moved from the service of self to the service of others on a more spiritual and energetic basis or, or level. And at that point, uh, right after being empowered with that, I began to share with all my graduating students as I began to teach them the medical Qigong therapy and how to be sensitive to energetic micropulsations of energy that that as they go in this world, it's important that they know that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Once they understand that they know that you care, their armor begins to dissolve. And at that point, you can effect a massive influence on people and really help them change and transform their lives for the positive. Wonderful. I think that's some powerful wisdom once again there. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And with that, Jerry, we have finally arrived at the wisdom round, a rapid fire round that has just four questions. Are you ready? Sure. Great. So take a few seconds to look back at your life. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, um, the very best advice I've ever received was that any person, place or thing only has value because you give it the value. Therefore, in any win or lose situation, it's you and not others who will determine the true value of, their, of that gain or loss. After being empowered by this important teaching, you'll be able to quickly let go of all the past hurts and stories because sometimes people will only hold on to them because they're egged on to holding these onto these past traumas by their quote friends. But actually, it's about your relationship. So. A situation has value because you give it the value. My, my teacher asked me once, he goes, you used to have this type of car. And I go, yes, I did. He goes, if some, and that was three cars ago. I go, yes. And he goes, if someone were to scratch that car today, would you, did, did you really like that car? And I go, yeah, I really like that car. And he goes, well, today, if someone scratched that, would that hurt you? I go, well, no. And he looked at me and he goes, how could you be so cold-blooded as to love something and now no don't no longer care about it and i go what and he goes exactly that thing only had value because you gave it value and at that time you enjoyed that car now it has no value for you so it only has value because you bring that value to it so with any relationship to a person place or thing it has value because you have given it the value mm -hmm. so name a personal habit that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Chronic laughter. <laughs> I laugh every day. My, my wife and I, we just, we love to laugh and it's about learning how to be happy. My, my lama once told me, he goes, first learn how to be deliberately happy because this is your true intrinsic nature. Then after that, you can work on becoming deliberately loving and kind and this will change your state of being. So, Jerry, what do you do during the first two hours of your day? What's your morning routine like? I have two of my senior students that still meet with me early in the morning, and we do uh, qigong exercises. We do purging, tonification. We do. We still do internal palm work and standing meditation. Then we'll do a young family tai chi, and then we'll spend the rest of the time in sitting meditation. And this is my two-hour workout every day. Wonderful. So, what's the most 
inspiring book that you ever read? <laughs> that book would be The Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, Volume 1. That was life-transforming for me. Awesome. So, Action Tribe, to access today's show notes, visit my7chakras.com slash 98. That's my7chakras.com slash 98. And do me a quick favor. If today's episode inspired you, share this episode with your friends over social media or just email them this episode link, which is my7chakras.com slash 98. So, Jerry, it's been great today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are really grateful for. And also tell us the best way we can find you. Uh, I'm truly grateful for life. Actually, I, I've, I've learned to truly appreciate the gift and wonderment that everyone has on their journey. Um, you can contact me at the www.qigongmedicine.com. That's my website and it has um, links to my books and DVDs and etc. But the most important thing is the experience and the enjoyment that we have with each other and with the um, relationships we've been given with each other. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for that. We'll add that link to the show notes and action takers. If this is the first time that you've heard about Qigong, this is not going to be the first time that you hear it in the future because it's really powerful and it's been there since the dawn of time and uh, it has so many benefits, reduction of stress, enhancement of your sleep patterns, helps you in your relationships and overall keeps you really healthy and charged up literally. So in order to learn more, go to qigongmedicine.com. Uh, and listeners, before we end today's episode, don't forget to download your free gift, 27 of the most inspirational quotes shared on air, sealed and ready for you to get inspired. Visit my7chakras.com slash 27download. That's my7chakras.com 27download. And we'll have all these links up in the show notes. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of Qigong and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you for inviting me, AJ. listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today